1: Good evening and welcome to the late tackle from FBL Black Box. What do you reckon, Andy? Welcome again to the uh, to the Thursday night layback chat. I
2: oh, know I'm, I'm so happy to be here again. I like the new name as well. I thought the uh, some of the names that the uh, the community came up with were quite good as well. But I thought the late tackle was it's, it's nice. I like it.
1: Yeah, siving down those late questions for the FBL community. I I, I, I quite like it. Um so we'll give we'll give it a go. We'll see how that settles in, beds in. Um quite a lot to talk about tonight. Um, cool. I, we were just chatting about the topics. I mean Salah's broken today. There's a lot of gossip about that. So we're gonna we're gonna chat about, I guess, what the impact of that would be on FBL and and um my team, of course, because my team is all that matters. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that would be a pretty massive story. But there's there's quite a few topics that we think will come up in the questions, right, Andy?
2: Yeah, just a few. I think we're gonna we're gonna try and touch on quite a few of them. Then look at our teams, like you said. And I mean, Man United mids, we got to talk about them because a lot of people are getting you know a bit bored of them. To be perfectly honest, they're not doing much. Do we get rid of them? Do we do we keep them? Mm. Going to be talking about Salah, like you said. Going to be talking about Pedro. Pedro seems to be on everybody's lips at the moment, including mine. And that's the dilemma that I wanted to talk to you about tonight as well. So there's quite a few things that we do want to talk about. There's also quite a few like wild cards and that running around now at the moment as well. So
1: already, yeah, yeah. already.
2: And they're looking quite good too. So yeah, there's quite a few things we're going to talk about.
1: Okay. Uh, so if you're in the chat, get your questions in, as you see, we've got the chat on screen there. We'll be highlighting some of the, the best questions that we pick out as we go. Um, let's, let's start with, I mean, we, we should start by looking at your team because obviously, as and I had a um, moment and in, in the uh, spotlight with last night's black box. But let's have a look at your team and how you did this week. Forty-seven, yeah, beat both and myself, uh, just just a yeah. mare for Mandy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, I mean, it was it was a funny old week, wasn't it? And I think forty-seven is an okay score.
2: Yeah, I, I was I was fairly happy with it to be honest. It's like I'm just kind of staying with the group at the moment. I think I dropped down a one point five, but I'm not too bothered about rank at the moment. The thing I was most happy with was that I obviously went for that triple Brighton. Pedro obviously came on and got booked. But apart from that Matoma, I'm so glad I went with, and obviously a Superman's there as well. So I'm glad I'm mm-hmm. getting the results from their early fixtures, which I want, I wanted to attack those, which is great. I mean, the United boys and the Arsenal mids as well, That you've got to be disappointed with that. I spent a lot of money on those four. Yeah. And they haven't really done much. Saka could now be off pens, might not be, but could be. Obviously, Odegaard took the penalty. Martinelli didn't look amazing, but Jesus is back. Maybe that makes a big difference for Martinelli because thinking Ketcher was
1: signing today, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah.
2: and I, I think that was a big thing. Saliba's obviously been a big swing there, bringing Saliba in two minutes before Don't. deadline.
1: Uh, you had to, yeah, you know, open that can of worms, didn't you? Just, I'm not going. I'm not moaning about the Gabriel thing again. No, but yeah, obviously swing, isn't it?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, keepers is a bit disappointed, but there's there's not an awful lot of keepers I would have gone for that have done mm. better, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, it's it's all looking okay. Obviously Chelsea's a big one. A, lo- a lot of people have got on Chelsea quickly and got their assets in and obviously haven't really performed at all yet. So it's interesting. So i got Chilwell-Colwell, quite happy with those moving forward, but you know, they're not doing anything at the moment. And one of the main players I want to get in this week is Jackson and He's not done anything either at the moment, but they've got a lovely fixture. on no, I'm, sure,
1: so. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of questions about him yeah. tonight. I'm um, just for those listening on the pod. Your team is Turner, Chilwell, Saliba, Astupinan, Martin Martinelli, Rashford, Matoma, Saka, Bruno Fernandez. Harlem was your captain and João Pedro, and then you had Cole Shaw, on Sulu on the bench. Yeah. Um, how close were you to getting Mbumo? Um Was because it was it Embuomo or Matoma? Was it a straight choice
2: for you? Yeah. So basically, I had Matoma and Mbumo, the whole preseason. And then Jesus yes. got injured. Remember, I said, and that had an effect on my 6.5 million striker. Mm-hmm. And I was really happy going in with both of them. And I had Mbumo then instead of Matoma. And then Madison started looking really good. And I said, right, I'm going to want Madison after game week three. So I'm going to go Matoma, get those three lovely fixtures, then move to Madison. And to be honest, has obviously done very well. Matoma's done absolutely fine. I've been really mm-hmm. happy with Matoma. So obviously Mbumo's on penalties and he's had two penalties and that's been the big difference but yeah Mm. Mbumo's a weird one because I think a lot of people are getting him in this week I think it's a trickier fixture this
1: week Oh Oh, yeah Palace we showed last night on Blackbox that since Hodgson arrived Palace have been the best defence in the Premier League 0.75 xG conceded crazy 12 goals in the 12 games that Hodgson's taken charge the fewest shots conceded as well an average of 8 per match so better defensively than City in terms of the data. Um, yeah, I don't think that's an easy fixture anymore. We, we've got to look at Palace home and away as being a game, but they're not whipping boys, you know. Yeah. I think Brentford, if Brentford get two or three goals, I've really got to start taking them very seriously. <laughs> and then it might, you know, we're saying, oh, it's Whistle or it's boomer, you don't want both. Maybe you do yeah. if, if they're going to carry on scoring goals at the regularity. But I think, you know, the Fulham game was a bit of an outlier. I mean, it was a horrendous mistake by Issa Diop for the first goal. Yeah. Soft penalty for the second goal. And then they were down to 10 men and got caught late for the third goal. So that 3-0, I don't think you can take that as what we're going to see typically. I think this will be a really good test of Brentford, actually. If if they beat Palace by a couple of goals, we really have got to maybe at least get one of them, Boomer and Whistle. If we haven't gotten already, maybe even consider both.
2: Wow, especially with the next fixture being Bournemouth at home as well. Oh, I mean, yeah. if, they, if they manage to break down Palace... And like you said, score a couple of goals, I think it's gonna be really hard to not bring him in. My initially yeah. what I'm thinking of is I'm probably gonna bring in Foden in game week four. Oh,
1: are oh, you? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Well, I, mm-hmm. I want I want in on that the, those city boys. And I've got two free transfers, so I'll potentially use in four. So it'll be getting mm-hmm. like Gavardio and Foden or something like that in. And if I if I if I do, it's because I don't get Mbumo. And that's obviously my worry is going into that that game without Mbumo... And he's got Bournemouth at home and he's going to be, what, 20% owned by then?
1: Yeah, Yeah, and it's the soft bends as well. We looked at penalty data last night and I think penalties are up. Like It's been 0.47 per game compared to 0.26, which it was last season. Very small sample, but there's no doubt, once again, we've seen referees just struggle a bit for where the threshold is on the penalties, isn't it? It's like, I mean, like the handball that Bruno, you know, the handball United didn't get at Spurs. How was that not a penalty? And yet... There's Been a couple of softies, hasn't it? Yeah, it always window happens, window. doesn't so, it?
2: It does, doesn't it? Yeah, but I suppose this is this is why you pick pen takers like this is exactly yeah, it. And exactly. yeah, and people said, I don't care, I'm going with them. Boomer, he's on penalties. Brentford are a team that traditionally did get penalties. Uh, fair enough, you know, and he's got two penalties yeah. in the first two.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is fair enough, but um, we'll see if it continues. I mean, normally the referees have a meeting, don't they, over the international break, then they come back off the international break, and suddenly you yeah. can't get a penalty to love nor money. So I'm, for, I'm sure it will soon shift, but yeah. Um, right, uh, one thing, there's a few members in the chat and we should give a shout out to the latest Black Box members. Can you believe, Andy, people pay us uh, for this? <laughs> you know, for this and, for, and in particular for the stuff me and As do. Can okay. they believe they pay for that? Ridiculous. We didn't expect the reaction that we've been getting, but even today there's been five new members for the Godfather tier. So as we've got to do welcome videos for these folk, uh, and then they get in the WhatsApp chat and they Amazing. and they see the uh, they see the futility of the lives that as and I live throughout the day and throughout matches and so on. So it's been good fun with our members in the WhatsApp chat, and there's more to be added. Thank you to Paul Norris, to Pratik, Mahanti, to Shiv Moryaja, Tom Gould, and just a dad posting, who are our latest members for FBL Blackbox. Thank you very much for your support. We're very very grateful. Welcome videos will be recorded probably at the weekend or just before Black Box next week. And uh, yeah, once again, thanks for your support. And hopefully some of you are in the chat tonight. There's the questions coming in. Um, I think we should talk about Jackson first of all, yeah. because um, I've seen some questions about, there was a question earlier about Jackson or Foden. Um, Jackson or Foden, Jackson or Alvarez, yeah. Alvarez. And I've seen earlier you posted on Twitter about you fancy Alvarez. I've got Alvarez now. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have Jackson. Where do you stand? If you have the money for either? where would you go? See,
2: the, the biggest thing is, I don't even think it's just a two-pronged question anymore. I don't no, think no, it's
1: okay. just... want to go in there with it then.
2: Exactly. So obviously it's it's Jackson or Alvarez. There's also Wisser, like we've said, but there's also, yeah. if you're looking to upgrade Pedro for them, do you just keep Pedro? He is now, with Nciso out, going to be playing more than the potential 60 minutes, yeah. which is what we thought, maybe going into 80 minutes, and he's on penalties. And all of a sudden, it's thinking, do we really want to get rid of a striker from the best attacking team in the league at the moment yeah, on penalties yeah. playing against West Ham at
1: home? Yeah, I'm going to bring the ticker up at this point because I think that it's worthwhile just having the fixtures on the screen. So the reason why Jackson's getting traffic is Luton and Forrest, yeah. right? two home games coming up. But equally, uh, Alvarez um, has fantastic... Next two, Sheffield United away and Fulham at home. And Fulham at home, Fulham are probably looking like the defence to target at the moment because, you know, they've they've got injuries at the back. Ream will miss the uh, game week three. He'll be back for game week four. But Paulina hasn't played the first two games. We imagine he'll be in the side this weekend. So maybe they will firm up. But at the moment, Sheffield United and Fulham, probably just as good as Luton and Forest in terms of the ease of those fixtures. And obviously City, we'd expect them to carry a bit more threat than Chelsea. Chelsea have got the potential, haven't they? But they're still finding their feet, and, and Jackson in particular. Mm. We're not yet convinced. Well, I mean, how? I mean, I don't know whether you've gone, Jackson, but if you had, how confident are you going into those two games?
2: Ah, that, and, and it's it's just about the fixtures because when you look at Luton yeah. and Nottingham Forest at home, even though, like you just said, with Man City, those other two fixtures look quite nice. It, it's so hard to look past Luton and Nottingham Forest at home. It really, really is. And I think you know, like you said, Forest don't keep clean sheets away from home. Luton, I'd be absolutely shocked if they kept a clean sheet away at Chelsea. So who is going to score the goals? And Jackson is, is just hes just there or thereabouts. My, my mate's a Chelsea fan and he said the goals will come but it's just taking time. You know, they bought a whole new squad again basically, haven't they? So it, it's going to take time and it's whether it clicks now. This run is lovely and obviously if you're going to jump on a Chelsea player, I feel like it makes sense to do it early but yeah. you're doing it uh, oh and getting away from maybe other players that also have nice fixtures, that's the thing and i'm I've said it on Scoutcast on Monday. I'm mm. unconvinced about Jackson at the moment, mainly because I also worry that they could still sign someone. That's the thing i like everything that keeps getting said in the media is that they're still looking for that striker they're still and I don't think they see Jackson as that person that's gonna you know propel them into the top four or is going to get them 20, 30 goals a season. I don't think they see him as that. Broz is obviously back, but he's going to take a while to come back anyway. And I I wonder whether we're looking at Jackson. I mean, we're not going to want him for ages, are we? I suppose we're just going to want him for those, what, four to five weeks. I don't know. There's, There's something in the back of my head that's saying, if you've got Pedro, just keep Pedro.
1: Yeah, I think with the inciso news now, because it looks like he's going to be even maybe out for the season. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've I did get rid of Pedro. Um, I it was a double move, with Gabriel and Pedro out because they were both dropping, and, and Alvarez was going up. So it's, it would have been a 0 free swing, which I just couldn't live with. That I know people say money doesn't matter, but. It does for me because I've got zero in the bank with Salah. <laughs> um, so I, I made those moves. I like to preserve team value early on in the season because I know that it might not matter now, but it could easily matter in a few weeks, or wild in, or certainly second half of the season. So I made those moves. But had I got the inciso news uh, at that point, I think I would have held, held fire mm. on, uh, on the Pedro transfer. Probably would have got Gabriel, saved the second transfer until now and made it a bit later. Because I do think Pedro now, when you look at, the fact that surely he's likely to start this West Ham game. Then it is Newcastle at home, United away. Okay, not the easiest fixtures. Um, And I guess you can say that we're yet to see Brighton against a strong side, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess they're yet to be tested. So the lack of Casado and McAllister, we're yet to see the impact of that. But I still think what we've seen so far suggests they're a force aren't they going yeah. forward. I mean, I saw some stats today... And in terms of attacking football, De has been outstanding, you know, in what he's got from this team.
2: Yeah, he really is. And the other thing I keep thinking is, for a lot of people, is that they can just hold Pedro, even if it's just for this week, and then he can become the third striker. You know, you can you can upgrade your yeah. your third striker up to a Wisser, you can, whatever it is, it just feels like Pedro is a little bit of a gift this year, especially if Nciso's out. And it sounds like Nciso might even be out for the season. Not You know, oh, yes. it really is going to be long-term. And, I just get the impression Pedro is going to play more. The only thing that does worry me is that De Zerbe did come out after the game when he was asked, why did Pedro not play? And he said he needs mm. to learn a bit more of the game and he needs to learn how we're playing. And that doesn't say to me, I'm going to play him now, you know, just because one player is injured, I'm going to play him all the time. That says to me, De Zerbe's like, no, he's not quite there yet. He's still young and I'm not going to be playing him all the time. I, even with yeah. the inciso injury... I still don't think his expected minutes is going to go from sixty, which is pretty much what it is at the moment, to eighty all of a sudden. I think it might get a slight bump, but I, I, I still don't think he's going to be that five point five amazing striker that's going to play every week.
1: And even in Brighton, even in an attacking team, he's not a he's not yet what we would say a prolific goalscorer, no. right? And and I and, and I guess Jackson and Alvarez aren't prolific goal scores either. But the thing about Alvarez is he's. He's a creative player. He's taking set pieces and he's playing for City. Um, Jackson um, is a goal scorer. Um, Is he a Premier League prolific goal scorer? We don't know yet. And he's playing in a team which is, you know, being pieced together bit by bit. Um, Wissa is certainly looking like he can be a a Premier League goal scorer, around 10, 15 goals. Watkins already is a proven Mm -hmm. Premier League goal scorer. So, is Pedro really in that bracket? Is he really in that 10 to 15 goals bracket? Which I think those four probably will. I think those four will come somewhere between 10 and 15 goals this season. I don't know about Pedro. I think Pedro could fall short of double figures, even in that Brighton team, depending on how many starts he gets over the season. And plus the fixtures. When you look at the fixtures that Jackson and Alvarez have got, I do think it's probably worth the short-term move to one of those two Mm. because... Chelsea and City could really cash in over these next two game weeks with those fixtures. So I do think, you know, don't beat yourself up if you have moved off him and you've now seen in CISO news and think, what have I done? Because the other thing is Cameron Archer is (laughs) moved to Sheffield United. (laughs) So you no longer need Pedro as the enabler, do you, up front? You can go to Cameron Archer. So in many ways, the way forward might be a Haaland and then one of Alvarez, Jackson, Watkins or Wissa. And then Archer is your third striker. So Pedro in that setup doesn't quite get a look in. Cause then you can go obviously Matoma or March in midfield. Yeah. So I don't think it's a I don't think you've done a bad move if you got rid of Pedro. No. But yeah, you know. So yeah, I don't know. Where where do you stand on if if you Jackson's going up tonight? That's all the talk, right? If you haven't made the move yet and you've got two transfers. And you've got Pedro. Would you move? Would you move to Jack? <laughs> well, the,
2: I've been thinking That's about this oh, like for the last three last day. days. <laughs> I, I was absolutely yeah. set on making the move, like absolutely set on it. And then obviously everything came about in CISO, and I was like, oh, it yeah. does it does bump Pedro up." And I, I was expecting Pedro to start this game anyway. It's just the fact he's on pens. I think it just puts his floor up that little bit more. And every time I look at it, so I've been using FPL yeah. team an awful lot. I always do. It's brilliant if anybody hasn't used it already. Um, And every time I look at it, the next couple of weeks looks so much better when I've got Jackson, like every time I'm doing my team, it's like, that's lovely. That's lovely. That's lovely. And then obviously yeah. when I got Pedro, it's, I'll probably bench him, bench him, bench him. So the long-term move is to get Jackson. It's just whether I'm happy to do it this week. I, I think I'll still do it because I don't want to be priced out of it. I've got 1.5 in the in the bank, so mm-hmm. I can do the move straight away. and I think I'm just future proof myself a bit like Jackson could match Pedro and'm I'm, I'm loving life. The only time it goes wrong is if Pedro <laughs> gets two penalties and they absolutely demolish you, they're playing. It could happen, but I think it's, I think it's the move. If you can do it because you're going to want to move to Jackson the next week anyway. so I think it's the move.
1: Yeah, no, no, fair enough. Um, And what about Gabriel? Where do you stand on that? Um, If you had, if you had Gabriel or Rhys James, surely it's Rhys James you get out first. Out of that injury because we know from his background and surely Pocatino's not going to rush him back. Even, I look at it and think he could be back after the international break, but even then I think Chelsea are going to be very careful. Mm. Very careful getting him back in. And the way he has to play for Chelsea in that role, that's the thing. If you play the right centre-back, I think, that they could think about bringing him back earlier. But because he plays that wing-back role or full-back role, and because he's so central to the way they attack and he has to make those lung-bursting runs or hamstring-bursting runs, yeah. I think they've got to be careful with him. So you get rid of James first, don't you? I think that's a, that's a given. And we'll talk about replacements there in a minute. Yeah. Gabriello, I mean, he didn't play at Palace. But do you look at it and think, well, Zinchenko's got to start this next game against Fulham and therefore... Gabriel just comes back in at left centre back or are you in the school of Phil, which is now Gabriel's not as nailed on going forward as he used to be. And he's always going to be a bit of a risk.
2: I think he's going to come back in now personally. I I think because of the injuries and like you said, I think Zinchenko comes back at left back and then he just slots in at left centre back. I think from what I've seen, I I think Arteta came out and said there was no issue. It was just tactical. I think there's a little bit of that. I think he was also maybe a little bit annoyed. His head was turned a little bit as well. Um, I think if it was me and I had Gabriel, I think I keep him, especially if I had James, James would be the first one gone. But I think Gabriel is someone maybe you could keep this week and then maybe see see what happens this week. If it happens again this week, he's not getting in anytime Mm. soon because there's no reason for him not to start this week. But... Yeah, yeah and I, I, he's got
1: a goal record against Fulham. Nigel said he's got three goals yeah. in power. I think it is three, maybe three and four. Um and yeah, Fulham don't look great in great shape. They they may not score at the Emirates. I think a clean sheet looks good. I I think that um I think there's merit in keeping him, particularly if you can gain elsewhere. Yeah, um you know, mate. The other thing I guess the thing is though, is like if you've got the other thing which should do is United assets, if you've got Rashford and Bruno and as, you know, I surprised me when he sold Bruno, which is one of the moves that he's made. Mm. I guess if you're not getting rid of Gabriel and you're not getting rid of Pedro and you've got two free transfers, you're left looking at probably either changing your keeper or you're looking at one of the two United mm. players and going, do I move off them to an Odegaard or an Mbumo? Where do you stand on the United boys? You're a United fan. Yeah. Obviously, the fixtures go Forest at home um, now um, and then they're away at Arsenal. So this next fixture is probably crucial to the traffic that we'll see with Bruno and Rashford. If they blank again, then, you know, we're going to see big sales. Yeah. What are you doing with them and, and what would you advise others to do? With
2: do you it? know, what, I think even if they do really well this week, I think they're going to be mass sales anyway. I think that's my yeah. plan because obviously they're playing Arsenal next week. Lots of people are going to have yeah. lots of Man United assets versus lots of Arsenal assets. That never looks good when you're looking at your team. And even after that, they got Brighton at home. It it doesn't look too good again until game week six, really. So I think moving Rashford and Bruno on in game week four makes an awful lot of sense but I don't think you get rid of them this week. It'd be an interesting lineup this week. Mount's obviously out. So Ericsson's most likely going to play. I would have thought next to Casemiro and then Bruno will get forward. Ericsson being there is good for Bruno. Ericsson doesn't have the legs. So he he will step out. He's not like Mount that he can make those runs all day. So that's good. I'm also, I'm kind of expecting Martial to play. And I think if Martial plays, Rashford on the left, and then I think people are going to be gutted when they see the lineup and they see Rashford on the left, because that's what we've all been looking for. So, if Rashford's on the left and Bruno's getting forward more and you've sold one of them before that game, I think you're going to be kind of watching it behind your sofa and just hoping they don't punish you. And mm. this is this is kind of almost what happens with FBO a lot, isn't it? You you sell them, just like one week too early, they do really well and then you sell them. So I, I think I think holding them is definitely the play. But if I had both and I had two free transfers and I wanted to get money to go up to a player... In which of the two would you well, go? Oh, that's it. Rashford's the one I'd get rid of.
1: Yeah, I think you're right.
2: Bruno's—he's got over two xgi so far this season. I think he's top for yeah. people that haven't. Uh, yeah, where is he? There he is. Look,
1: there he is, right, top one zero six. So he's the top top midfielder for xgi on penalty per ninety. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's at the Spurs game that he, he got a lot of those numbers. Oh, that um, he was in that game, but he missed he missed a sitter. So obviously that the xg return on that. Um, I think yeah, I think you're right. The the five difference and Rashford I think needs a goal to get going, get the kick the the issue is if Martial plays, and I think he will because Hoyland's likely to be on the bench, yeah. and I think it makes sense then to start the game and Martial, he'll go off after the fifty five an hour as we expect, and then, then we'll see um and we'll see Hoyland come on. I think you're right. I think I don't think obviously I'm biased, but I don't think Forrest will be the pushovers they were against United last season. I mean, yeah. of all the sides yeah. that we played, United, we just couldn't lay a glove on United. I think tomorrow would be different. Uh, Saturday would be different. I think that we showed at Arsenal, we've got a little bit more, you know, we're a bit more robust. Mm-hmm. So I, I I'm, I reckon it would be 2-1. That's what I'm going for. I don't think it'll be a 3 or 4 nil. But I think you're right. I think if I had both, it would be Rashford, I was going to move out if I wasn't selling Gabriel or Pedro. Um, but if I had just one of them, I'd hold. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's the fixture to sell. I mean, they've got Arsenal next, so that's where you're looking to uh, to move them out, isn't it? I think that, that's fair enough. Um, we've uh, had a, a few questions that uh, piqued my interest. One manager says, do you think Brentford and Brighton should be targeted heavily at the moment? How well do you think they're doing? I mean, we spoke about Brighton and the two games they have had so far. Um, same for Brentford, really. I think it's too early, isn't it? What? How much stock do you put in Two weeks data. Because I saw today Sky Sports did an analysis of Luton Town and they put down this is where they rank 20th for oh, goals, 20th that <laughs> like one game, right? So you know, they we've got to be careful, haven't we? Making too many decisions off two weeks of data, right? I mean, this
2: this happens throughout the season, though, doesn't it? Like I think there's a famous quote, isn't there, saying that there's there's always a club that's in turmoil every week. You just gotta hope you're not the one. <laughs> and and that's literally what happened after two weeks. I mean. Everybody's saying United are rubbish, everybody's saying, you know, oh, they need to be green on the fixture ticker. This exact same thing happened last year. And then all of a sudden they beat Arsenal, they beat Liverpool, and they went on a lovely run for a little bit then. This is just how it happens. Like, and it's not all of a sudden after two weeks a team is good or a team is bad. We've still got those teams to target. Like Luton should be targeted, Fulham should be targeted and stuff. But I still don't I still think you should just look at the fixtures as they are. And Man United against Nottingham Forest is still a good fixture. Because we're yeah. at home, we're going to be attacking, and you know you would expect some goals. Like you said, I think two one's a good prediction. To be perfectly honest, that or five nil. Yeah. So yeah,
1: I, I wouldn't. To one point on Brighton, though, if you look at their run these next six games up to game week eight, and game week eight is important because that's the second break. Yeah, and that might be when a lot of wild cards are played. I look at that and go, West Ham at home, yes, that's a good fixture. Um, we don't really know what we're going to get from West Ham. It was obviously a good result last time out against Chelsea. I think Brighton do win that game. And if you've got Matoma, March and you know, Pedro, you could fancy returns there. But the run after that, Newcastle United, Bournemouth at home, Villa away, Liverpool at home. That There's some tests in there, isn't yeah. there? Um, I don't think, I mean, obviously Bournemouth at home, we don't, you know, again, we don't really know what Bournemouth are at the moment. Their identity, I think... They've made some good signings. Tyler Adams, in particular, I think, will will make them a lot more difficult to beat. Uh, they'll concede fewer chances. So I don't think they're going to be the blue fixture here. But I don't think they're any they're a whipping boy. I don't think they're going to even be flirting with relegation. I think they're going to be fairly safe. So I think that run for Brighton's quite tough. So if if you didn't have any Brighton, because I've sold Joe Pedro, I don't have Potoma, would you be panicking that you've got to get a Brighton player in in that run? I don't
2: think so, because they've got Europe as well, haven't they? So they've got European yeah. ties in between those. Yeah. yeah and I, For me, I, I was looking at it, and like I said, I, it looking at my team for the next six, seven weeks, whatever it is, I'm not going to be playing mm. Pedro an awful lot anyway, which makes me feel happier getting rid of him, although it feels like it could be a week early. Matoma, I always feel like is somebody you can get rid of and jump on when the fixtures are lovely anyway, because there's so many midfielders we want. Estupin is the only one I feel like I could hold if I needed to he might be my you know uh, placeholder for Trippier that could happen but also I'm just looking at him and thinking he's so attacking and obviously he's going up (laughs) it's ridiculous I don't feel like he's going to change that much in difficult fixtures either so when he goes up against like a a Newcastle or a Man United away or a Villa whatever it is I still think he's going to be that attacking so I feel like he's somebody you can hold whereas the Matoma I feel like you can just move to another midfielder if you want to to attack the fixtures like a Foden or a and Pedro, like I said, you can either get rid now or you can just keep him on your bench as that 5.5 million striker that can come on. Mm. I I love Brighton, but I think they are a team for me that I'm just going to target when the fixtures are nice still as well. Because you can, it's so easy to jump on him.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. I mean, they have, uh, looking at the calendar we've got, uh, Brighton will play in Europe on the, 19th, the week of the 19th in the uh, Europa League. So ahead of game week six. So it'll be after the United game that they will play their European tie mm. um, um, before they before they play Bournemouth. So they're going into their easiest fixture amongst that batch, having played in Europe. Uh, so I think you're right. I agree with you on Brighton. What about Brentford? Because that run there, Palace, Bournemouth, Newcastle, Everton, Forest, United, that doesn't look as harsh as Brighton's run. And for me, aside from this Palace fixture... I'm not put off by what's left. Bournemouth, Newcastle, Everton, Forest and Man United. I think they're a counter-attacking team. And even at Newcastle, even at Forest and Old Trafford, I think I'd still be tempted by an Mbumo or a Whistle. What, what where do you stand on that?
2: Yeah. I'm just wondering whether we're thinking about it too much and we should just all get Mbumo. Like he's on pens. He's a, a, a team that plays a, a good level of football all the time. They've, they've been so consistent in the league and the fixtures, like you said, are lovely that I, I I am wondering whether we're trying to be a bit cute when we're getting someone like Foden in, who x minutes still could be not what we expect them to be, whereas Mbumo's just, it's just all lined up perfectly until Tony comes back. So, yeah, I think if, um, that might be one of those things where people that maybe don't play the game as much as us or think about it quite as much as us will go, oh, Mbumo's got loads of points. I'm going to get him in. And we're like, nah, we'll get Foden or we'll get someone else. And, And Mbumo will just carry on smashing it all the way up to game week seven. Yeah.
1: I think part of it is, I mean, I went with Charleston and Diaby. Uh, I really liked Diaby. I still think, you know, I, think, I still think he'll come good. But <laughs> Charleston was a gamble and I was taken in, really. I mean, what well, I did have in Bumo until I swapped to Charleston. And I think a lot of that was just, I was dazzled by the, oh, he's playing up front. Oh, you know, um, you know, the new manager's got an attacking style of football. Spurs are going to score loads of goals. Madison looks good. <laughs> and um, Charleston has just had very few touches, not really had any opportunities. And, you know, in the meantime, Mbumo has smashed it with the two pens and the tapping. And I can't let that get in the way. I can't be stubborn and go, no, I'm not going yeah. to move to Mbumo. In previous seasons, I've done that. I've gone, it's too late now. I've missed his points. I'm not going to move there. But I do think Mbumo is a player over the season that will st- still makes a lot of sense, even though you've missed those three goals. You've got it. You've got to swallow your pride. He's you? still low owned
2: as well. It's not like you're jumping on somebody that's like 60 percent owned, and you're not going to be getting many of his points. He's, he's still like he's not even twenty percent owned yet. So you're still going to be getting the majority of his points when you get him in, and it's going to give you that rank rise you want as well. And if he continues to get at points, it doesn't matter. You, you know, you get someone like that in, and like you said, the four of those next five, you you can conceivably see him scoring in four of those next five. So it's um, yeah, I think maybe we're trying to be a bit too cute and
0: Get your questions in. Um, we still
1: we're still going to keep going, me and Andy, until we until uh, another another twenty minutes at yeah. least. I would say. You got that in you, Andy. You're oh, right. I am. Your... Yeah, I'm alright. <laughs> absolutely fine. Um, so, a question here from uh, Nigel, Shortland, um Scandinavian viewer. I would guess, should we start looking at Newcastle assets soon? They've been off the radar, haven't they? Because mm. we didn't we didn't get on board because of the opening two fixtures. Um, obviously, Izak got a lot of um, got a lane, lot of mainstream transfers mm-hmm. after he's doubling the first fixture. They're run um, Liverpool at home this week, Brighton away, Brentford at home, Sheffield United away, Burnley, West Ham. There's a good cluster of fixtures there.
2: Yeah,
1: I think yeah. they're they're more or less fixture proof. Like, we've got to think they're going to be challenging top six again. They've started the season very well. Who is the standout Newcastle asset for you at the moment? Because Trippier not in any conversations at the moment, so I, I don't think it's him. Oh, one of the forwards, one of the midfielders, or are you, are are you kind of tempted by by trips? Oh
2: yeah, Trippier, yeah. Uh, It's it's Trippier I want to get in. And you look at, funds just seem quite easy at the moment. Um, And so moving one of my defenders, so whether it's Shaw or Stupman, whoever it is, up to Trippier, I'm, I'm going to be wanting to do that. Probably from game week six. I think game week five might be a tad too early. They got Brentford at home, which is fine. But from game week six, Sheffield United and Burnley, I think that's quite a nice time to get them in. Isak does make sense, but if you're looking at, you've already got Haaland and Jackson might already be there as well. I don't know whether people would be moving off Jackson and I don't think people would be moving to three no. up front. So I, um, I don't think that's the way people will go. And midfielders, I think it's hard to pick a Newcastle midfielder over any of those kind of standard ones that we've all got, if that makes sense.
1: Uh, I, w- I want to go Anthony Golden, Easter Fair. No, oh, don't do it. Because he had that great under-21 tournament. He started really strongly, but he's got Harvey Barnes behind exactly. his neck. You know? So you can't, can you? I think you're right about the midfield. Tonali, I guess, you know, he's the new signing. He's he's getting forward. He's more box-to-box than I imagined. But I just can't see it. I, for me, I think you're right. It would be Isaac or Trippier. But at the moment, I think there's people ahead of him in the queue. You mentioned actually, uh, Andy, that Trippier could be someone you look at because um, you might move Luke Shaw out. Yeah. Have you seen the news? It's just broke in the chat. Luke Shaw really? is out for a lengthy period, apparently. Now, I don't know. I mean, this could be a leak. This could be a black box first, Andy. But that's the news. I presume that's breaking yeah. maybe from the hotel picks. From of, David uh, Ornstein. So, yeah. So, um, so what are you going to do there? Is that a problem for you this week?
2: No, because I was benching him anyway. Mm. Just trying to think he going to play left back. Well, it's going to be Dallow because Malassi is out as well. Is Malassia out? Isn't so it'll he? probably be Dallow and then wan on the right.
1: Ooh, B's got to fancy that. Running at, running at Dallow, out of position, I reckon. Ooh. I think that's if B plays. He might not play because he could be Gosh, on his way to Spurs. has been so himself. many
2: injuries, hasn't there?
1: Yeah. Mm.
2: Oh, Brandon Williams has yeah. just gone as well, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, he's gone on loan as well. So Luke Shaw is uh, looks like he's out for a lengthy period of time. Which you know follows on from the inciso injury. Um, we're, we're seeing, you're right. We're seeing quite a few early season injuries. What's what do you happened there? Like the preseason not been fit. I've got to say, United didn't look fit in the opening <laughs> two games. Like, did you? Did you, th- did you think that? As we well? haven't
2: even had a major tournament. That's the thing. Like sometimes you get a major tournament and people just aren't ready to come back. But yeah, I don't know what's happened to be honest. Um, a muscular injury is expected to be sidelined. Yeah,
1: anyway. there we go. Rt Whitby Brilliant. giving us the news there with Ornstein because United <sighs> played a couple of friendlies behind closed doors. Did you know mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that is a reaction to them going, Jesus, we're well short. We've got to get some more more minutes yeah, in the we legs. Yeah, I
0: thought
1: know, that morale boosting loss to the Clarets. There, <laughs> it was a it was a second string team though, to be fair. So yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. I think that um, I think that we've got to be mindful of that because we're, it's another trend that we're seeing early mm. on is a, a few injuries and nasty long-term ones as well. God. So unfortunate if you've got Shaw on your team, but if you have got Shaw and you haven't made your transfers, then there's some good there's some good targets to go for, of course. Yeah. Who, who would you go for? I mean, like, I guess the Stupendant, if you don't have him, yeah. uh, I'll bring the defenders' data up while we're talking about this. Cheer well and cheer well the Stupendant if you don't have them, but you've got to think that people have. What well, about... Old uh, Rico Henry.
2: <laughs> well, a lot of people are going to Rico Henry. I think if it was me and it was a defender I had to start, I'd be looking at the City boys first. I think I'd be looking at Gavardio or Ruben Diaz. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that their run is still ridiculous and their defence is actually keeping clean sheets this season as well. So I think that's probably the way I'd look first.
1: Rico. Do you trust Pep's selection back there? Like? What's that, sorry? Do you trust Pep to keep a kind of um, steady selection? Yeah, I think Gavardio is
2: ahead of Ake now, uh, although Ake mm. could come in at any point. I think Ruben Diaz is the one, if you pay 0.5 more than Gavardio, he's the one that I think will just start pretty much every game now. He is the leader at the back now, isn't he? So I think he would start pretty much every game. Apart from that, it's really tough because not a lot of teams mm. you can see are going to keep an awful lot of clean sheets. I'm just looking, Villa was always the one I quite like that, but they're more from game week five Maybe even later than that, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, what about the
1: Chelsea double-up? Because you've got Chilwell and you've got Colwell. And presumably you're going to bring Coldwell in for some of the fixtures. Yeah. We'll look at your team in a bit. But surely a Chelsea double-up's worth a go as well, isn't it? With Casiedo coming into the team, should firm them up a
2: bit. You'd think so. And obviously a lot of people did that with James as well. That The thing that's t- I think a lot of people are going for Gusto as well, which I kind of get with, with James maybe being out a little bit longer than we thought. I... I, I just don't know how to trust Chelsea yet. That, that's the biggest problem. I don't know whether they're mm. going to be keeping clean sheets, but those fixtures can't be ignored. So I do get it. 4.5 million for someone like Colwell looks good. I think I'd probably pick Colwell above Henry, but i pick those City yeah. boys okay. above them. Obviously, our mate Udogi, is that how you say it?
1: I was just going to say Udogi. Yeah, that seems to be how the, the commentators are going. Yeah. Really. And, and Magna points it out. He's getting a doggy off the bench for sure. I don't think that's bad at Bournemouth, right? I I, I was quite impressed with, with Spurs against United and perhaps they're not going to be as wide open as we expected. Mm. And and the run is all right. When I did the pre-season analysis, I was looking at maybe going Spurs over this run with Bournemouth, Burnley and Sheffield United. They got Luton in game week eight as well. Obviously, Arsenal and Liverpool um, are tough games, but I I don't think one of the Spurs for either a Poro or a Doggy is a bad bet at all. So yeah. that's, I think... That's, it's a bit of a differential, a bit of a flair, but I, I like it. So I think there's there's options out there if you've got Shaw. Um and I like I like a doggy or poro as as a punt as well. Um I have gone with Gusto. Um so my moves are Gabriel to Gusto, Pedro to Alvarez. What do you make of his chances? Do you, do you think he's okay for the next couple? Because that's how I look at it. It's a short-term move, but I think I think he's okay until at least the international break. What do you make? Yeah, of it? I, th- I
2: think that's it. I think you're fine and you're going to want him for that Luton and Nottingham Forest game, which you've got him for then, which is lovely. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. after the international break, if all of a sudden in those two games, maybe another two Chelsea players start looking good or, or it, that that's the thing where maybe it can kind of price and not price you out, block you out of getting another one. But to be honest, I thought is James definitely going to be back straight away? Like, and I don't know. No, and they're going to take time. They've, he's actually got an able deputy now. You know, they didn't really have that before. Yeah. And Chilwell's yeah. doing so well on the other side. And I mean, their squad is just stacked anyway, isn't it? So I, I think they're going to take time with him. So I think, Gusto, you've got, I think you've got at least three game weeks out of him. So I think that's not yeah. too bad. I mean,
1: Greg's saying that Dezasi and cassiedo could be a rival to him at right back. Desarcy, if I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, hmm. didn't have a good game at West Ham. I, I, for me, he looks too big, too muscular to play fullback. I, he might get that job against Luton if they fear the set pieces, but I can't see it. Yeah. I, I think that, that Gusto will get. He didn't do anything wrong. He had a good pass completion rate. He had a steady game, whereas Zasti was was almost you know, at at fault for uh, one of the goals. So I think Gusto's okay, and I think short term four million is a bit of a gift for those fixtures, um, and it enabled me to get Alvarez. It was exact mm. money, so it was too tempting. I think that's fine. And David Durbin says thoughts on Alvarez, Foden and Jackson. And the reason why I picked this question out is because obviously City are showing making some moves, shall we say. Yeah. Um they're looking at they're looking at Nunes. Um they've made a sign in Doku already. Um they're looking at Nunes from Wolves. We're led to believe that, you know, personal terms have been agreed and that looks like a, a goer with Wolves now seemingly a selling club. Um and they even mention of Eze as well. If you've got Foden and Alvarez, are you worried? those moves?
2: I, I was thinking about this the other day and I looked into Doku, Do, Doku Count Doku quite a lot um, Yeah, Um, and obviously he's he's primarily a, a winger isn't he he doesn't really operate in those central areas he's that kind of flare winger he,
1: he is a winger yeah. he's, he's the most winger winger I've I mean, seen for I was while. looking at his heat maps and it's just yeah.
2: there's nothing in the middle it's just all yeah. on the wings and I, yeah. I think because of the way that Foden's maybe going to be used now especially the way he played against Newcastle as well he was so good in the middle of the pitch on the turn as well. And I think I'm hoping that's how he kind of gets used moving forward. And so I don't really see Doku being a threat to him. Nunes could be, but I, we've spoken about Foden so many times before, haven't we? And we've mm. said, is this just who he is in the league now? You know, he is just that player that is never going to get continuous minutes, but he will shine when he gets them. I think I would prefer owning Foden to Alvarez. Would you? I think I would, okay. just because I'm expecting him to probably get around the same minutes. But Foden, I'm expecting to do more with the minutes he gets. I mean, Alvarez, he only had one shot, didn't he, against Newcastle? Obviously, he scored it, but he only had the one yeah. shot.
1: And his output's not been fantastic in terms of shots. If you, we bring up the forwards here, he's um, in terms of XGR non-penalty per 90, he's right down in 14th. Yeah. Um, he's having uh, two shots per game both in the box though so he, his shots have been in good in good distance from the goal his chance creation is actually very good so I think he's he's had eight chances created and he's taken some set plays as well he is the why I like him is because that chance creation if he gets an assist or a goal he's likely to get two or three bonus points I think because as we know people who do key passes De Boerner being a case in point often churn the, the, the BPS and, and do very well the other reason I like him is I think Pep needs him in the tide. I think that when they lost Mares, they lost goals. Yeah. And I don't think Grealish, Foden, or Dooku are gonna provide goals. If you look at Dooku's goal scoring record, he's got twelve in, I think, eighty-nine games in Liga. <laughs> um so he's not a goal scorer. He's not Mares in that respect. Mares always had ten to fifteen goals in him if you played him week in, week out. Yeah. I don't think any of those players, Grealish Duku or Foden have got that. Maybe Foden could have. We haven't seen, you know, bless him, we haven't seen Foden given the crack that we want Mm. him to have. We haven't seen him get that 15, 20 starts one after another. I think if he can get that in that number 10, role, he can get double figures for goals and he has done previously and I think he could again. But I still think Alvarez is that striker Mm. and I, I just you know what I mean? Pep has these love affairs with players, doesn't he? I think at the moment he's got a crush on Alvarez. No. I just feel that way about it.
2: He's a lovely price as well. I mean, it's one thing I think we mentioned pre-season is that he shouldn't be priced at 6.5 because if there's an injury to Haaland, he's essential, yeah. isn't he? So I feel like 6.5 is is really cheap for him. So I do get it. I think my my biggest thing is more of a structure where I'm happy to have Foden, Haaland and then a City defender, as opposed to having Haaland and Alvarez as two of my striker spots. And that, that is just a structure thing. I think the last time I've ever owned two strikers on the same team was Sturridge and Suarez, which was years yeah. and years ago. So, and that was good, by exactly. the way.
1: <laughs> that was good. I remember that period when it was absolutely crazy and they were just going between them, three or four was goals a
2: It What else was it? Yaya. It, that was the same yeah. time, and um,
1: tremendous, wasn't it? Oh, Aaron Ramsey, was it Aaron Ramsey that season as well? Yeah, don't remind me, that was my worst yeah. season. I didn't have Ramsey or Yaga, <laughs>
2: um, so it can work, yeah. but it's, it's yeah. whether you yeah. expect for 6.5 million. I mean, I do get it, I do get people making that move. And if I was going to be priced out, so if Pedro had gone down again or if Jackson had gone up, I think I'd just go Alvarez because it the fixtures are lovely moving forward as well. And he's another one where using FPL team. Every week I look at it, I'm like, yeah, I play Alvarez. Yeah, I play Alvarez. And it does look good for quite a while.
1: There is that doubt, though, that is he going to drop out of the team. If I I can get him in that team for Sheffield United, Fulham, West Ham and Forest and Wolves, that's a beautiful run Mm. of five games. When I read that out, I think, blimey, yeah, I really do want him for that. So it's like Jackson, isn't it? Yeah. You look at him in your team and you think, yeah, I want him for that run. But unlike Jackson, I don't think he's totally nailed. I think he's okay in the short term. But once Europe kicks in... yeah. I don't know whether Alvarez will play in the European games. I think they're gonna play Bernardo Silva and just Haaland up front on his own and I think they'll compact the midfield. I think I think Pep likes to have Bernardo and his team in Europe and we've seen that mm-hmm. for the big games. Well, I don't think Alvarez gets in the European in the Champions League team, which has made me go for him because I think therefore he's more likely to play the, the league game. But that's the thing is we've all done this before, haven't we? We've all tried to get into the head of Pep yeah. and it always yeah. ends in Tears, basically. And and I
2: will say as well, people always say it every year. They say, "I don't care. I love Alvarez. Even if he plays three of the five games, I'm going to be happy with it."
1: That's not true. It's
2: not true. As soon as it (laughs) happens, you are livid with yourself that you did it because it will happen, and and it it happens every single year. And this is what I'm saying next week. I'm like, "Oh, do I get Foden?" And Bumo staring at me in the face, saying, "I have not stopped scoring." and I've got Bournemouth at home, why don't you just go with me and my fixtures are nice?
1: Yeah, I, I think if we, like I said, if we see Brentford put a couple past Palace and then Bumo show up again, you, it's, you can't, yeah. it, it, if Brentford struggle to break down Palace and it's 0-0 or 1-0 Palace or one all and and they get, I mean, Brentford will cause Palace problems at set plays mm-hmm. and if, if Brentford are going to score, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a pinnacle or something like that <laughs> from a set piece. Uh, yeah well it's true isn't no, it I, you know, it's
2: like, I always think of Flappy oh, when I think of Pinnock because he went with Pinnock last year and he scored didn't he oh, really? yeah.
1: oh what <laughs> well, if you get, when you get a centre back and they come in it's crazy yeah. it? but um, I do think yeah Palace as we know weak at set plays so if there's a way to break that Palace defence down it is at set pieces and Brentford probably the best components of set pieces in the Premier League yeah. I would say so yeah. that is likely to be their route to goal so in would have to go missing in that game for me to not get him in in game week 4 I think. Yeah,
2: exactly. And I, I think I'm going to have to do it as well. It'll probably be Rashford down to Mbumo and then um yeah, upgrading someone else yeah. but
1: yeah. I am with you I think unless Richarlison has another stinker and and that's entirely possible. Um so yeah, that's fine. So shall we look at uh, our team shall yeah, we? Um, I'm going to bring you team up first cuz um, mine was shown last night. So you are going with, do you want to read it out, Andy? Yes, yeah,
2: so I've got uh, Pickford in goal. Uh, I've got Chilwell, Saliba, Estupanen, uh, and then Martinelli, Rashford, Matoma, Saka, Bruno Fernandes, Harland, Pedro, uh, Turner, Colwell, Shaw, and Osula on the bench. I've got right. 1.5 in the bank and two free transfers.
1: you gonna, you got you to gotta use one then. Yes. See, that's the issue. If I only had... What are you going to do with it? Pickford surely's got to go. If he? I had one, no.
2: If I had if I had one free transfer, I think I would do. I would roll, and I'd be more than happy with rolling. But I really want two free transfers next week, or well, I've got to. Pedro I've now, got to change it? my team so next week looks better. Pickford's been in my thoughts, but I can't move Pickford to anybody I want. Without, with the whole Pedro to Jackson,
1: would you not know in the Shaw news? And we do know. Yeah. Don't worry, chat. We know in the Shaw news. Would you not just make that move now? Because that's like <sighs> a practical move. Because you're going to have to get him out next week. But I'm bench because he's going to start. Dropping, I mean, right?
2: whoever I bring in for him isn't going to get into that first eleven. I mean, I'm benching Colwell, and I'm expecting a, a Chelsea clean sheet.
1: I would you not go? No, I guess you're not. I was going to say, would you not go a uh, yeah, you're benching Willow, aren't you? So yeah, you're right. But then you get Shaw, you get sure to Apolo, and then you've got Poro for next week, or a doggie, and you've got a doggie next no, week. Do not be uh, right?
2: No, no. I've always been that kind of manager where I make the move when I want to make the move. If that makes sense. So next week, because the worst thing ever is Go moving sure now and then. City defence. Oh no, yeah, that, that's the move I'm looking to make next week. I think it would be Gavardio yeah. in or or Ruben Diaz in.
1: But I don't. You see, wouldn't do Gavardio this week. No, because I'm playing play Pedro. No.
2: Because worst thing ever is Gavardio gets injured this week and I've got another move to make. I, I've got no intention of playing the player this week and I don't think I would play Gavardio or Diaz over Chilwell, Saliba or in this week or Colwell.
1: No, I mean, I made the mistake of benching a yeah. last week because I had that dilemma of, do I, you know, I wanted, the, I wanted Chilwell, of course. I wanted the Arsenal defender at Palace. They kept a clean sheet yeah. but I got the wrong Arsenal defender don't know how that happened. It's almost as if I didn't get the news of Gabriel on day one. Stop it, Mark. Stop it. (laughs) And then I played Cash, who was my my vanity sign. And that was my fault because I bought Cash and I gave myself that dilemma and fell into a trap where my stupid hand got a goal and assist. I don't think a stupid hand's benchable now, is he? Which gives us a problem because when you look at Brighton's fixtures, there are fixtures where you would normally bench him, Mm. where you're now going to be absolutely petrified to do so, aren't
2: you? Yeah, big time. Yeah, because I've seen people get hurt benching him. So (laughs) uh, I mean, yeah, so this week I I think I'm going to do Pedro to Jackson because it was the move I wanted to make anyway. And I don't like Pedro moving forward. It could hurt me this week, but I think over the next six weeks, I'll be absolutely fine doing that move. Personally, I think that's fine. Um, and then I'm going to keep my two free transfers and it's probably going to be Rashford and Shaw to Gavardio and probably in Bumo, to be perfectly honest. And then I got a bit of money to get Trippier in game week six when I want to as well. Okay. I could even move Pickford out. That could happen as well. Because I feel like... You might still do. Uh, yeah. Not, not in the next two weeks, because I feel like the next two fixtures are actually quite nice for Pickford. Uh, so, yeah, it, probably after that maybe. I mean... I just can't handle the messages from Oz, to be honest. Every week he messages me going just laughing emojis with Pickford next to it.
1: I know I've got him as well. I think he sends me the same ones. Yeah. It's torturous, isn't it? <laughs> I I don't know Wolves at home, right? Let's let's talk about that game because it's, I mean, that that game, neither of them can score a goal. Wolves <laughs> have got Kina out. They'll have to play Fabio Silva up front. Nunes probably won't play. Well, Nunes is suspended, so he definitely won't play. Yeah. Everton yeah. have got half a team on, in the physio room as well. Um, it's going to be a tense, nervy affair with a lot of quality missing for those teams as well. I think Pitford could pull out a clean sheet in a nil-nil oh, there.
2: I would love it. I would absolutely love it if he kept two clean <laughs> sheets. <now>. Oh. <laughs> if he outscored Onana. In the next two weeks. No, oh, you yeah. we won't hear the end of it. But, it, you know, we picked Pickford because the fixtures were quite nice over a six-week yeah. period, and he rotates really well with Turner. And again, looking forward, he really does rotate well with Turner. So, I, I, yeah, I think the majority of this I'm happy with. I'm happy to keep Pickford for another two weeks. I'm not that fussed about making a keeper transfer. What am I going to get? Four points, maybe. So, yeah, I think yeah. the majority of the team's fine. It's just, and I want to know whether you think the same, whether Pedro, Pedro to Jackson really is the move, or whether I do that next week and I do something else with my team, but I don't see much else I want to do.
1: I think Pedro to Jackson probably is the move. I prefer Alvarez, but if if Jackson's the one you want, yeah, um, I think I think it is. I think the fixtures for for Jackson are stronger, um, and Pedro. I think of the comments that Deserbi made. I don't. I, I I think that with Ferguson Welbeck as options. Um, you know, even Lelana could come into the thinking. They He's still got options, even with his CISO out. And for me, they've got goals all over that team. I mean, Pedro isn't the out-and-out source of goals. Well, I think Jackson probably is for, for Chelsea. Yeah. Um, we don't really know what we're going to get from Luton. A lot of people are writing them off. And obviously, we've got to say it's a good fixture, right? Luton lost 4-1 to Brighton in the first game. 3.25 XG conceded. They looked to look what they, we expected, a promotion promoted side who were going to struggle. So we've got to, we've got to go on that, right? It's, but it's so little to go on. They might put on a display, nick a goal at a set piece and get a 1-0 win, right? But but you've got to think, over the two games Chelsea got, Luton and Forrest, Jackson will profit. So I think I'd make that move, yeah. yeah. And you've got to do it tonight. Where are you with price rises? Because I've said my lot about them. Yeah. You get twitchy about losing value and getting price rises as well. Not
2: massively. I always, in my head, I always try and have two outs, if that makes sense. So if I want to go to Jackson and he goes up, I always want to think, well, that's fine. I can just get Alvarez. Like I always think to myself, there's always another player you can get to. The only times I'll ever really move early is if there's no other outs, like there's nobody else I want and it just doesn't work any other way. So I've, feel quite happy. I might do it tonight. I feel like this is late enough in the week that we seem to have had all the injury news. So and if mm. you know if we're, I'm sure we're came in tonight though oh, yeah. you, so. <laughs> ideally I'd wait till tomorrow because it's the first game. might find out the team and then know for definite. Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like I, I feel like I could do it tonight if I needed to.
1: Yep. No, fair enough. A uh, brief look at my team. We looked at it last night so I won't dwell on it too much. It's Pickford, Gusto the new signing, a stupid and chill world, so double Chelsea in that defence. Rashford, Richarlison, yeah, I know, tell me about it. Diaby, Saka, Salah. Salah, of course, we should talk about that before we go. Alvarez and Haaland, captain, got to be Haaland, captain. I, we, I think City get at least two or three goals at Sheffield United. They'll try, there'll be a lot of effort, but I think the quality gap is going to show. Uh, and then on the bench, Cash, Baldock and Mumbama. Um, I'll be getting in Archer soon, I would have thought, but I probably might have to move out Matty Cash next week, depending... If he plays this week, because it did look as though concert could take the right back role after he started there for Hibbs. Let's talk about Salah. Yep. Um, let's go back to the um, to close the show. Let's talk about Salah. Red herring. There's a lot of talk tonight. People saying, "Oh, well, they're just doing that because they're playing Newcastle and the Saudis yeah. are trying to just." <laughs> yeah. um, what's your thoughts on this? Is is there something in it?
2: Oh, I think there's something in it, definitely. And I, I think if this wasn't as, if the season hadn't already started. And we were so late in the window. I think they probably would have sold him 100 million for the for the age he is. And
1: is that the official offer? Yeah. Is that what we are
2: You think it, they would be mad to turn it down? It's the same with Kane, isn't it? Like, but I think because if they sold him now, it, they just wouldn't be able to get anybody else in. Like, like literally anybody. So, and they've already struggled to bring players in. I think this season. So, uh, in terms of SPL, I don't think it makes a difference. I don't think they're selling him anyway. So I think that's absolutely fine. But yeah right I kind of understand people keeping Salah yeah but if you've got 2 free transfers he's such an easy cash cow like he really is and you look at you know your yeah. team you said you just don't have the money like i've got 1.5 in the bank i can move things around but Salah's just taking up all that money for you isn't
1: he he is but i, I well, the way i look at it is like Salah, Salah can score against anyone cuz mm-hmm. liverpool can score in any game right so i don't look at newcastle and think oh he's definitely going to blank Probably, he might well do but he could easily get something from that game um, and then the run is pretty good I mean it's Brighton um, sorry it's not Brighton away I'm talking at Liverpool's fixtures I'm looking for where are they I can't, Newcastle away them.
2: Villa at home um, Wolves away. Oh yeah
1: okay. so Villa at home Wolves, West Ham Tottenham and Brighton that run of Villa Wolves, West Ham isn't bad at mm-hmm. all um, Villa are, are strong but I would fancy Liverpool at Anfield to score in that game Wolves away is very strong. Um, they struggled there last year, but I, I just don't see it the way that Wolves are dismantling their team. And West Ham at home, there should be goals in it there. So keeping Salah for that one, if I can, could be really good. But it's whether or not I can. It's whether or not I can scrimp by with no money in the bank. Yeah. Um Gusto is a good enabler to get me, you know, to get me Alvarez. If I have to get rid of cash, I'll have to go down to maybe I could have I don't know if Henry's gone up to four or six. I've got to look around the four or five market. So I am really scrimping on ice bottom of the barrel stuff until I sell Salah. But if I sell Salah, I'm like every other team. And so at the moment I'm kind of like, well, that's my, that's my big potentially explosive differential. The debate is, is he explosive? Do you buy into this? He's not the same player yet theory. Uh,
2: Not massively. If I'm perfectly honest, and he's on pens as well. And you know, (laughs) yeah. Well, yeah, I'm assuming he is. Um, He's still, to me, he's, don't get me wrong, he's not the same player to maybe what he was three years ago. The team is completely different. You know, him, Firmino, and Mane, it was absolutely ridiculous, wasn't it? But mm. I still feel he's one of the most explosive players in the game. And considering we have lost Kane, who was one of the other most explosive players in the game, you don't have an awful lot of players like that left. And if he left as well, I mean, the, the FPL landscape would just be like it hasn't been before, hasn't it? Like, you know, we literally only have Haaland. No, no, no.
1: It'll be real blow, I think, if Salah went, because I think that, yes, we will be flooded with money. People are saying, oh, let well, it give us more variety. I'm not no, sure it would.
2: I don't think it would. And I, uh, someone like you just put on the uh, chat there, Jack Flesh Poet says Salah is the only reliable second captain. That's it. You, you're looking across the league and thinking, I don't know who else I can have that can get me, you know, the 19-pointer. And, and it's really, I'm looking at it and thinking, I don't know either. And it would just be... <laughs>
1: When's that going to come into play? When, when looking at Man City's next five, it's never it's not going to come mm. into play in the next five. No, true. So it's not that busy at the moment. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would be a massive shame to lose Salah from the Premier League. I mean, the exodus to Saudi is affecting the Premier League at the moment. We've lost some good players, mm. but Salah is is a is royalty of the Premier League, right? Not only FPL. So I don't want Salah to leave no. as a football. But player,
2: I mean, right? it, it, the thing is, it works for so many people in terms of. Salah gets paid a absolutely ridiculous amount and he's closer to home as well. You've got Liverpool who are cashing in 100 million on a player. They would never have got 100 million for him mm. at this age as well. Um, I, I, but like you said, the people that lose out of the, the Premier League and FPL. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I don't think he goes personally. I think he'll go at the end of the year.
1: No, I don't either. No, that's all good. Right. Uh, we've almost done an hour, Andy, yeah, so, I know. Um, Sorry, but that was, um, we said, didn't we, when we did our members uh, chats for, for scout, we could, we could go on all night and we could probably keep going, but we shouldn't because we've got families and, stuff yeah, to sort exactly. and, and all that kind of boring, normal stuff that we've got life. That's what they call it. I remembered. Um, but it's uh, it's been a pleasure as always, uh, and uh, I won't be texting you about Pickford at the weekend. I'll be texting you, well done, Andy, if you get another good score. But that one, laugh <laughs> yeah. <and> you, keep- <laughs> you have never texted me that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> sure, pretend that I'm a nice person, right? As has to do this, he signed the contract that he's got to pretend I'm really nice and not say <laughs> you got saying a contract. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I have to get him to sign something. <laughs> Otherwise, he'd let all my sisters Yeah, true. Um, no, it's been a pleasure. Um, thanks very much for watching tonight. We, I think we had uh, about 1,200 viewers live, so that's fantastic. Great turnout. If you enjoyed uh, tonight's uh, laid-back chat in the late tackle, uh, then please throw us a like, throw us a subscribe, and, um, yeah, thanks for any of those who will uh, join us, members. If you want to really support the channel, join us as a member. Um, much obliged for all of that. And also the uh, Football Content Awards, we plugged it yesterday. I haven't got the link, but if you Google Football Content Awards, go and nominate us for some of those categories because Az loves those awards um, and he wants to go up and get the third one running. Do I get get to go (laughs) Um, up now as well? I'll tell you what, we, we might need someone, if we do win it, and I don't think we will, but if we do, uh, we will need someone to go up. So we're, we're, as and I are thinking, oh, who can we, who can we get to go up? <laughs> no, that's a bit arrogant. We're not going to win. <laughs> but in case we do, we need someone to go up. <laughs> but yeah, if you fancy Andy, you're not doing yeah. anything. But yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah. Um, no, brilliant. Um, so pleasure again. Um, I'm not going to be around next week. So Andy, you'll need to find somebody else to do this with. I know, I, you know what I'm doing? I'm going to a music festival. I don't know what you're gonna say, you're too old, right? But I wasn't I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> is it the Wurzels? No, it's not. It is that in that part of town. I'm going to End of the Road Festival, so I'm gonna be uh, at this time, where would I be? Probably watching the main stage nice. and um can't think who's on but anyway i'll be uh living up with some kids in a field watching some bands nice. um so i think you'll need to get standing for me okay. next week maybe i can do it with you but i'll miss you oh. and i'll see you when i get back and i look forward to the next late tackle lovely stuff in a few weeks time thank you so much it's a good night from
2: me Yeah, a good night from me